Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host as always, David Coward. And thank you guys so, so much for taking time out of your day. Listen to what this guy has to say. <clears throat> and I think <laughs> the title of this episode is going to simply be uh, Day Late and a Dollar Short or Better Late Than Never. I have two, sort of like the old Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons. They always had two titles <laughs> for the next week's episode. Will we... Rocky and Bullwinkle in over their heads, or does anyone have a float? Or I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, heck, I don't even think it was actually, it was probably off the air before I was even born. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So, got in the car yesterday and started up my audio book and was like yeah this is awesome got about halfway to work it was like um uh oh it's monday <laughs> oops so i didn't have enough time to record an episode because i was pretty much by the time i came to that realization i was like maybe six or seven minutes from work so i was like yeah um i tried to do it yesterday evening and just kind of it wasn't happening so I was like, I'll do it in the morning. You know, when my mind is fresh and, uh, you know, ready to go. So, so yeah, basically um, had, you know, this, this point at which I realized, you know, um, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. You know, just kind of being relaxed and, you know, not, um, you know, just, just refilling, replenishing, you know, all that, you know, and it's been a crazy year. It's almost hard to believe that it's, you know, coming up, I think tomorrow is actually the one year anniversary for my show. And it's been such a crazy year for this podcast to go from, uh, an experiment to see if I could actually record my voice and have the guts to actually upload it in the first place. Being terrified of the fact that I didn't like the way my voice sounded to uh, helping other people start amazing podcasts, to help other people promote their amazing podcasts, to the podcast turning into an obsession where I'm doing a daily podcast. Um, to actually being absolutely terrified and interviewing people and then interviewing some of the most amazing people across so many different disciplines. I mean, someone amazing like my good friend Tariq, who, you know, I've known for years and, you know, he does an awesome show, which if you haven't checked it out, um, you know, it's called Morning Star Journal with Tariq, and he reviews uh, and talks about movies and games and books, and it, it's an awesome and phenomenal show. And I mean, he just does so much like <clears throat> homework and paperwork on the show. Um, it, it's it's uncanny. So, um, you know, there's that. Uh, you know, motivational speakers, uh, CEOs, company founders, 
uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer uh, Steve Scales, uh, you know, an incredible percussionist and, um, you know, member of the Talking Heads. I mean, just all of these amazing people that I've been able to talk to, uh, you know, people that are, are uh, life coaches like Lila Smith and um, career coaches like Kristen Sherry and, um, you know, just all of that. And then to go into, um, you know, talking about things I'm doing and working on, you know, and then, you know, January and February, you know, we had so much rain and my allergies went crazy and I tried to keep the show up and then going from a daily show to a weekly show and then just the crushing blow of absolute failure at, at the convention and between being sick and being, um, you know, uh, just devastated by the fact that I, I, you know, spent all that money for a space and sat there for, you know, 32 hours <laughs> to sell two books, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, and, you know, I just, I was so devastated by that emotionally, you know, and it just, and I'm still, I'm still not 100%, I'm, I'm, you know, I, going back to social media, it's been so hard for me, um, you know, cause I just, I don't know if it's, if it's just burnout or if it's, um, like, you know, having this fear of failure again, I don't know. So I'm just kind of in the space I'm in right now and. I'm enjoying it, you know, I, I started streaming, which I've mentioned this on a couple episodes, I started streaming, um, my gameplay, any games I'm playing, um, I'm playing them through my PC, and, uh, streaming them on Twitch, so my Twitch channel's called Incompetently Playing Games, um, uh, my Twitch handle is stylesby3, all one word, S-T- Y-L-E-S-B-Y-T-H-R-E-E, -E. and, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I, you know, I, I was, I started out playing Halo and laughing at myself at how bad I was actually doing, um, because I hadn't played Halo in years, and we're talking the original Halo 1, and I was terrible, I mean, I used to go through Halo 1 on Legendary mode with, you know, mostly using a pistol, and, um, you know, because that's how good I had gotten at it, I could go through it, you know, with, with just one gun, and just totally dominate everybody, um, but, uh, you know, after all the years had set in, <laughs> I, uh, I just didn't have those, those reflexes, 
that I once had just because I didn't I used to know where every enemy popped out from I used to know the, the maps like the back of my hand I didn't get lost didn't get turned around so I was running around getting shot and killed and I'm like oh god uh, I'm terrible at this I'm like I bet people would enjoy watching me suck at this game because I remember when my mom decided she wanted to try and play Halo and I remember laughing so hard because I told her I said if you get cornered and you have enemies and I'm not close to you, just throw a grenade. And I meant to throw, I'm, you know, I meant in that to, for her to throw the grenade at the, at the incoming aliens. Uh, but she would freak out and look down at her feet and throw the grenade at her feet, and which would take out the aliens, but it also took her out as well. So I remember being thoroughly entertained by that fact. And, um, uh, you know, so it was it was just really funny, and so I I decided to start streaming that whenever I'd play Halo, and then I was like, I started playing Final Fantasy VII. I was like, why not stream this? You know, I mean, I mean, there's tons of people. There's probably billions of people on Twitch streaming Fortnite right now. There's probably nobody streaming Final Fantasy VII or old RPGs. Period. Um, so I decided to start doing that, and. Um, you know, I streamed uh, some of Final Fantasy VIII. I had actually started playing Final Fantasy VIII and didn't even think about streaming it because I just really wanted to play it because it's actually one of my, I guess I could say, it's its my all-time favorite uh, JRPG. Um, so I didn't start streaming that because I was playing it and got into it and I was like, you know, because I was streaming Final Fantasy VII, I was like, well, I can't stream both of them at the exact same time. So, started playing 8, um, finished it, streamed a little bit here and there, streamed 9, uh, just about all the way through. Started streaming it on YouTube, and then something happened with the stream, uh, and, and then I switched it back over to Twitch. Um, and um, did that, and then uh, started streaming... Uh, the Lunar Games realized there was a problem with my system and I was only streaming the audio for some reason I'm not sure how that happened so I had to fix that so I played both Lunar Silver Star Story Complete and Lunar Eternal Blue all the way through and streamed audio which was great and then got that fixed and now it's resolved and uh, now I'm streaming Grandia and just I've really enjoyed going through this you know this historical memory of these fantastic video games that defined a lot of my life and childhood you know I mean well I say childhood but the games I'm playing right now as a teenager because those PlayStation uh, which I believe had in my opinion the the uh, golden age of um, video games really you know there was so many fantastic games uh, that, that are classics and dear to my heart um, that were on the PlayStation as far as uh, JRPGs and, and even some non-JRPGs uh, um, you know, that, that other companies made um, as well, or well they were JRPGs but just not made by Jap Japanese studios um, 
and uh yeah so you know i've just been really enjoying doing that and it's something just you know time time consuming but it also you know it's it's bringing back memories because i you know a lot of people are like they look at say they think look at things through nostalgia glasses and you know when they look at it again it's not as good as it was originally but these games i've really thoroughly enjoyed playing um some of them have taken me a little bit of getting used to again because like for instance with grandia and the suicoden games you know you have a limited amount of inventory you can carry you know i think it's like 12 8 to 12 things something like that <laughs> it's not many um unlike most games nowadays where you can carry like 8 billion things it doesn't matter um or if you run out of space for carrying things you can always just upgrade your your uh carrying abilities so you can carry more you know stuff like that so it definitely took a little while because i was like inventory full what the heck i <laughs> i really want this and i really want everything that's in my inventory and i had to kind of like choose and be like okay you know, i'll drop this i don't really need this right now type of thing and uh <clears throat> you know had to figure that out and relearn that plus the level level grinding uh aspect of it you know like when when i started playing sukoden uh the first time I went out for my first battle, and it was a low-level enemy, and I got my butt kicked. All my characters got killed. I was like, oh, um, okay, I need to, like, level grind a little bit and get get leveled up. I need to just load up with a lot of uh, potions and level grind and then go out on the quest and did that and... It worked, you know, so when I started out the game, because I just started streaming it um, on Twitch uh, last night, uh, the first bit of it was me level grinding up to level 10. I went to several of the areas that I would eventually go to in the story mode, <clears throat> um, but I went to them beforehand, so I couldn't, like, fight the bosses <clears throat> or meet the people that I was supposed to meet. I had to just, uh, you know, uh, run through that area and then run back and, you know, got myself up to level 10 and, um, started out. So I know there's still level grinding ahead of me, but there's much better places to level grind. Like probably one of the best places of all is, uh, Necklord's Castle. Um, so... Um, you know, I can easily get people up to level, you know, level 40, between 40 and 50, with little effort there, just rotating them out and running around in the castle. So, um, the goal on that is to get all 108 stars of the game. So, I will eventually, um, be doing that, you know, as I go, I'm trying to make sure I get everybody as I go so that I don't miss anybody, because it sucks to try and backtrack and be like, oh, wait, where was that one person at, you know, uh, there's that one girl who's, where, she, what city is she in, 
so I'm going to try and get them as I go, <laughs> so it makes it easier, um, but yeah, it, it's been really fun going through these games, um, I started going through the Rangers Apprentice book series again, that was the audio book I was listening to, I'm currently on the Ice, Ice no, no, not the Icebound Land, oh, that's a great book, that's, um, Sorcerer of the North. That's the one I'm on. Yeah, it's book five of the Ranger's Apprentice, the original series, because he's since he did 12 books in that series, and I did a spin-off series called The Brother Band Chronicles, which we'll probably eventually have 12 books of, and then he's doing another series called The Royal Ranger, um, and he did a, like, two-part prequel to The Ranger's Apprentice uh, that follows Holt and uh, Crowley's um, meeting and uh, yeah, the reforming of the Ranger Corps and all of that um, which they're fantastic books if you like fantasy science fiction um, you know I definitely recommend them there's probably 25, 30 books uh, available, so you definitely are going to have plenty of reading material uh, at hand to keep you busy. It's probably one of my favorite book series. Um, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, Star Wars book fan. Um, I haven't liked all of the new ones yet because they're just, they're trying to shoehorn a lot of different stuff in to make them socially acceptable, and I don't know why people didn't uh, start watching Star Wars because they were socially acceptable. They started watching Star Wars because it was an amazing movie, and they accepted it because of what it was. I don't understand why Disney's spending so much time trying to pander um, on those, but so some of the books aren't as good um, as the others. Um, but I've always been a fan of those books. Um, you know, the, the uh, Louis Lamour uh, Western books, I've not read all of them because there's like uh, 300, I think. But I've read quite a few of them. I enjoyed them. Like, probably my favorites were like The Man from Snowy River, Return to Snowy River, um, and there's a couple others. There's too many to, to mention their name, obviously. Um, and then I'm a huge fan of the Rangers Apprentice series, like I just said. I'm a huge fan of both Ernest Cline novels, uh, which if you don't know who Ernest Cline is, um, you know, Ready Player One. Um, he also had another book that was called Armada, which I actually liked better. I liked it better than Ready Player One. Um, and then, uh, you know, the... Um, Altered Carbon books, I like them, though I'm more of a fan of the series, I feel like the, the TV show was actually better than the books, in a lot of ways, it wasn't just like, well, you know, I kind of like the TV show better, no, I love the TV show compared to the books, I mean, it's far above and beyond, and that's something you don't hear, most of the time you hear a book person say, well, the book was better, that's, that's standard fare, and, you know, that's just kind of the thing, because they can't 
uh, use all of the source material and then they have to pick which of the source material they use and which they don't. Um, and you're sitting there thinking like, why wouldn't they have put this in? This would have made a lot more sense. So you spend the entire movie criticizing if you've read the book. Um, and uh, that's usually the way it goes. I mean, for as long as I can remember, I can honestly say there was only probably maybe one movie before all the Altered Carbon TV series. There was only like maybe one movie that I thought was better than the book. And I don't even remember which one that is right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's that, um, and then, uh, the Ender's Game, uh, Epic, which is phenomenal, um, I really need to sit down and read through those again, uh, there's 19 books in the series, and they are amazing, uh, there's actually five, um, prequel books to the actual Ender's Game, the actual book that the movie was based off of, where it actually follows the first uh, invasion of the Formix and the war, uh, how Mazer Rackham became the hero of the universe, and how um, it was determined and, and discovered that children made better tacticians than adults. So, all of that information, plus a really phenomenal story. I mean, it's not like you're just like, I'm going to read these five books so I can learn those two facts. The books are really good. The universe building, which of course was after the fact, because he wrote Ender's Game first. Um, uh, which, if I remember correctly, he wrote, he started writing the books to impress a girl which is probably one of the coolest ideas ever. Um, but uh, anyway, you know, uh, the, the story was phenomenal. I liked those books uh, just as much as I liked Ender's Game, and I actually liked the books after um, Ender's Game better than I liked Ender's Game because as he grew up and, and his journey um, to, to find absolution for what he considered to be this terrible crime of wiping out this alien race um, that, you know, was only really coming to their planet for, you know, they needed uh, the, 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 you know, supplies, the food, the water, you know, they, they're, you know, they, 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 um, would travel to planets and live on them, and, you know, when the planet died, they'd uh, move on to the next one, and they had no idea that the planet they were heading to, um, you know, had a race, I could be miserable, but anyway, um, you know, so, they, it was, it was a whole misunderstanding, the whole war was a misunderstanding, and, you know, they, or, you know, which most wars are, lack of communication, and, uh, so, you know, they, uh, he wiped them out, as was the task laid out for him, and, you know, he was trying to find some peace, some way to, you know, 
heal his mind of the, the pain of what he had done once he realized he had actually done it. Even though he was an unwilling, unknowing participant, you know, he didn't realize that what he was doing was actually really fighting the war. He thought they were simulations. So, um, yeah, the books are incredible. Um, you know, Speaker of the Dead is probably one of my favorites, uh, though also, you know, I even like, you know, the, the last book was incredible when he finally, you know, you know, uh, saves them and, and starts a race of Formics on this planet and uh, finally, finally, you know, finds a family and all of that, so, you know, he, he, he finally finds a place to belong in the, in the universe, and, you know, it's, it's, the whole series through and through is, is good, uh, Bean is a much more incredible character, if you've not, you know, if you've watched the movie, uh, Bean was just kind of like this rival to Ender, and it really wasn't the case, so much as, I mean, he was, well, I mean, he was a, you know, a rival, and then he was a, a good friend, whereas with, um, with, uh, Ender Shadow, he was, he hate out, you know, he, he outright wanted to beat Ender, couldn't stand him, they didn't even like each other, because, uh, Bean was so much smarter, and, uh, you know, because he was actually, uh, scientifically engineered to be smarter and more advanced uh, even though it was an illegal experiment and no one knew that he had been an illegal experiment until years later um, he was he, he couldn't understand how he couldn't beat uh, Ender in the in the battles you know they had in the uh, officer school because he was uh, you know smarter and better in every way when it came to strategy. I mean, he he figured out things. He would actually have um, meetings with Colonel Graff um, and tell him about different things that are going on in the battle school. You know, he knew all this stuff that was going on and you know, couldn't, and he couldn't figure out how Enders kept besting him in combat simulations. So, you know, definitely a great series. I've listened to that one through, I think, twice, um, maybe three times, that whole series. I really want to listen to it again, because I just enjoy listening to it. It's not, you know, uh, a lot of people are like, why do you listen to them so many times? I'm like, well, why do people watch movies over and over? You know, like, technically, you watch a movie once, you've seen it, so why would you watch it a second time? And so why would you question why a book would be read multiple times? You know, it's just kind of one of those things. And, um, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, a good book series. Like I said, I love the Rangers Apprentice. Probably, that's probably my favorite series overall, just because of the, the story elements, how it's written. And the fact that it was written just because, um, John Flanagan, the author, wanted to get his son more interested in reading, and so he was like, well, I wonder, I know what he likes, why don't I try this? You know, and, uh, that sprouted to a best-selling series of, of books, you know, I mean, this guy's selling, you know, 
millions of copies. There's people uh, looking at it to become a, either a TV show or a movie. They're, they've been trying to do that for a while and get that squared away. Um, I think it would do, with the way it's written, I think it would do better as a TV show, you know, like a Netflix series um, or something like that. And, you know, be something on Netflix that's geared for young adults and kids. Uh, which would be good because there's really, you know, and that adults would enjoy too, uh, you know, something, you know, if I had kids, I'd watch it with my kids, you know, and, uh, Please press the button for entrance. Welcome. So, you know, they're trying to sort that out. There's a lot of people wanting there to be a series, and I think with the fact that all these books are being converted to movies, I think this would be a good time for it. So there's that, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's been different, you know, like, I've, I've not been this much into reading and this much into playing video games for probably 15 years, so it's been different going back to that and kind of <clears throat> rebuilding some of those old connections in my mind. And uh, it's, it's been good, you know. I, I feel like when I do come out, you know, and start writing my next books and getting back into writing again, um, that I will be ready for it because, you know, I've got a good basis and good foundation of stuff to, you know, sustain my mind and keep that creative flow going so yeah there we are <laughs> um, my thoughts my ideas my short retrospective on the past year of podcasting um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed it and as always car thoughts out <laughs>